As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Full Album Fridays. KX93.5 brings you Full Album Fridays every week where we journey through an entire record from an artist's perspective. And we are so lucky today to have Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind about their new record, Screamer. We're going to talk through the entire album. Hi, Stephen. Hey, it's good to be on your show. You know, I was just thinking like, your, this like Full Album Fridays kind of coincides with the return of vinyl. And I just got a new record player. I got like a really fancy record player. It cost $1,100 on sale. I got it set up and I've been playing uh, records and asking my friends, you know, if, if they get, like I had a birthday and asked everybody for records. So it's just a very cool thing to be encouraging to the actual like flow of an album. Yeah, man, I agree. Because you guys spend so much time and energy thinking about that, and it's often ignored by single-driven music industry today. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, Third Eye Blind is kind of known for I don't know, sort of the casual fans know it for like these particular songs, but really the core of our fans know that we actually make albums to be heard as albums. Anyway, I've never been asked to do this before, so let's get into oh, it. Oh, I'm time. honored. Um, well, yeah, we are going to dive in. Again, the new record, Screamer. And I, the first thing I want to ask you before we go track by track kind of has to do with what we were just saying. I know this record was originally going to be an EP, and you said a few years yeah. ago, you're never going to do a full-length album again. So something must have changed that, that created this. Yeah, I just got going and writing songs, and suddenly we had, like, I don't know, 21 songs. And I just kept cutting them down. And I don't know. I just, I, I just found myself making an LP again. I never thought that I would. Yeah. I guess what I was trying to say was, is I don't want to be limited to the LP format. You know, it showed up again. And then the next time I make a record, I like to set some kinds of parameters for it. Like on, for Screamer, I'd said, we have to keep it weird. Okay. Like all of our, <laughs> we can't, like, can't have any, you know, smooth, we can't smooth out the edges. It's always got to be kind of rough and tumble. And um, the next time I make a record, I, I want it to be an EP, but I want it to be strictly for vinyl, meaning that we won't allow any digital in the room at all. Cool. No Pro Tools. I want to mix every song down to half inch from the desk, um, you know, from the mixing board right onto uh, vinyl as we go. I mean, so, so it's down to half inch, ready to be mastered and go straight to vinyl. Yeah. So it never sees digital at all. Anyway. So. No, that's awesome. I mean, uh, again, I mean, the the return of vinyl record like you talked about and the sanctity of a full album, I think, is definitely coming back. And we're glad to be a little part of that. So uh, I guess we'll dive track by track. But also, I do want you to touch on the collaborations. I know there's a lot of them on this record. So was that something you set out to do for sure? Or did it just kind of organically come up that way? Um, well, I wanted to have more of a kind of an open door policy on this record. So I'm I'm always usually so cloistered in my own thing and making albums and it started with um with ryan olsen who's this just mad stoner genius of a producer guy works a lot with bon iver and um polika he's in um he's in uh marijuana death squad which is like one of the most outrageous bands you've ever heard <laughs> and um 
there was a track where I was singing actually with Screamer and Colin, who wrote the song with me, is our keyboard player, who's really a big uh, collaborator on this record as well. I started singing in the beginning, and I was singing in this kind of ridiculous voice of trying to get this idea. So I was going, get it, get it, like I was singing like this high <laughs> voice like this, and they're like, and they're like, what are you trying to sound like? I said, I'm trying to sound like Alexis Krauss from Slaybells if she was leading a band of Japanese cheerleaders. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, why don't you just ask her? And I was like, oh my God. And I started to fanboy out, and I'm like, I can't ask Alexis Krauss. And then... Um, we did call her and she was stoked, sang on it, and like we became friends, and it was just super awesome. So, cool. um, we almost got to go on tour this, this uh, fall together, but they're working on their new record. So, that's how she, so she is the other voice on Screamer. And we actually do have four Japanese chicks in the background. That's who was laughing on there. And that's how that came together. Yeah. And then uh, I was playing the forum, I was backstage because, you know, that's what you do when you're playing the forum. Uh, somehow backstage with other rock stars. It just it happens organically at, at the forum. And I was chatting it up with uh, Billy Corgan, and he and I have always had this mutual regard. And, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I'm working on songs. What are you doing? Oh, let's get together and play them. So I went over to his, uh, we met, um, I don't know, some little studio, and I played him some songs, and he was really helpful in being like, you know, we should have less chords in this section or... You know, I like the the thing you're doing at the end. Why can't we have that at the beginning? It was really kind of messing with the math of the song, mostly just playing them on acoustic guitars. Um, one of the tracks, uh, well, I'll show you at the end. Yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll get to we'll it. Get through that. So you touched a little um, bit on Screamer, which features Alexis Krauss of Sleigh Bells, but do you want to yeah. talk a little bit maybe about what that song's about or anything else about its origination before we play it first? Yeah, I think Screamer is kind of like this, almost like this, this setting of terms for the record. You know, my music is never about one thing. It's always about this kind of confluence of emotions. And those emotions are emotional responses to dents that are kind of made in our, in our hearts and our psyches somehow. And I, I think that we are kind of, we are living in this, we're already in a dystopian time. You know, we're already in autocracy and climate change. It's all, it's, all, it's upon us. Yeah. And I think, Part of what this record does is it is it talks about, well, not talks about, but it renders this extreme duality of dystopia, but also passion and radical humanism, and how it brings out this really almost like this, almost this passionate romanticism uh, uh, about ourselves. And Screamer is like, I think that there's this kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, um, complacency. And in our culture, um, it's like, I want to cause trouble. I want to huck, you know, a rock at, at like complacency and I want to raise my voice. And I think there's, there's this like, there's this like sexual immediacy to it as well. It's like, you know, there's this kind of, uh, so hard for me to talk about my music. Um, <laughs> you did a good job and you just used the term sexual immediacy. So I think you're yeah, doing, I think yeah. you're doing well. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's also like because I see this kind of post-patriarchal emergence of uh, women where they are unapologetic about their voice, their sexuality, uh, their bodies, and I find that inspiring. And so, and you know, Alexis Krauss is a screamer. So to put that together and have that kind of like, this is ours, right? We're, we're really claiming our space is that kind of... Um, kind of rebel cry that I think really fits with the opening of this record.
the fight like a screamer. Well, that's Screamer. Again, Third Eye Blind's new record. That is the titular track of the album. And Stephen Jenkins is talking us through the whole thing today on Full Album Friday. So, Stephen, let's move to track two. The kids are coming to take you down. Tell us whatever you want to say about that one before we play it. Can I just applaud first your use of titular track? Thank you. It is one of my favorite words. (laughs) Yeah, titular. (laughs) Okay. I was really inspired by these Parkland shooting kids. I see our political leaders being these hapless cowards, afraid of losing their tiny little dumb jobs in Congress and Senate. Then you get these kids like David Hogg and Emma Gonzalez who step up after the shooting and say, I don't care you know, if what I'm saying makes you unhappy. It was Emma Gonzalez who inspired Greta Thunberg. And I'm seeing these kids, I mean, they're kids, they're 14, 15, 16-year-old kids who are speaking with a fierce eloquence that is lacking in our system. And it really inspires me. And look, look at the movements that they've made. So it, we just started this kind of, I, I remember where we were at. We were, um, we were in like Asbury Park at Soundcheck. Um, a guitar player started just playing this little pipe, just just this kind of shoegaze thing. And I just started mumbling over the top of it. And like three quarters of the song came out right there. It just all sort of popped right out in this kind of like punk shoegaze kind of feel. And I just felt inspired by those kids. And I wanted that to like give amp, like push that out forward and kind of evoke that feeling, you know, in other kids going forward. One, two, three,
I think your music is so important. It always has been. And that's why I'm really glad to do this show, Full Album Fridays with uh, Third Eye Blind, Stephen Jenkins on the phone, uh, shedding a little extra light on every track today. So we'll go on to track three, Stephen. Tell us about Waze. So Waze seems like it's kind of this throwaway song um, that is, it's just dealing with kind of like a, you know, kind of like a, a Randy's gate punk. I'm really kind of also, there's another theme that goes through uh, the Screamer album, which is that I think we're sort of like, we kind of medicated ourselves in fantasies of materialism. And everything is like, you know, I, I'm just so sick of your Gucci and Prada and like Post Malone talking about his grill. <laughs> it's just, not that he doesn't make catchy tunes, he does, but it's just like, it, it just feels so redundant to me. So the song is really like saying that what I have to offer, my richness, my value, my worth, that my attractiveness is not my Louis Vuitton bag, but it's my aliveness. It's my energy. I see the people who carry that kind of quality. You know, I find that to be the thing that's rich. So it's really ways. It's just, a, just like a story of being at the Outside Land Festival, stomping around in the mud. That's a great festival. I've been there a few times myself. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and I always wanted, like, I never really did a song about, like, you know, I'm California the bone. I'm, you know, I was born in, I was born in Redlands. I was a baby in, in uh, Santa Monica, and I've lived and grown up in uh, Northern California, went to school in Berkeley and live in San Francisco. So, like, you know, I've never done, like, a kind of an ode to California. Mm-hmm. Um, Ways is as close as I've come. Well, the truth is... I'm just glad I'm here You don't know who that is But I'm headed for the legends Trying to land that trick Pop up, yeah, that's my ish I'm talking to claim that cake Now let me see you talk Ways track three on Third Eye Blind's new record, Screamer. Stephen Jenkins, kind enough to talk us through the whole thing today. Track four, Stephen, tell us about Tropic Scorpio. Tropic Scorpio is really asking this question that we ask over and over on this record, which is, do you want to live? Do you want to live now? The, um, this song is about somebody in the aftermath of a breakup where um, they can't kind of restart, but we all carry this damage 
around with us. We all carry some wound around with us that is like this kind of fogs up our ability to actually enjoy the present. It's it's asking that that question, are you brave enough to actually take a hold of the moment that we're in? I'm right. not. <laughs> I'm certainly not. That's why I write songs about it. I but think that, you I yeah. think you are. I definitely think you've you've said some stuff. I think you are. He's <laughs> my Again, Tropic Scorpio, that's track four uh, from Third Eye Blind's new record, Screamer, today on Full Album Fridays. Track five, tell us about Walk Like Kings. So Walk Like Kings is exactly that kind of play on, um, like I'm trying to take the piss out of, you know, pop music uh, consumerism and just like how utterly whack waiting in line for your Yeezys are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on. You know, I think by using um, the phrase utterly whack to describe it though, you're almost like um you're almost like being it. <laughs> you're almost you in so? it. <laughs> no, because I because I take the vernacular, you know, I love I love the language. I love how language grows through pop culture and I absorb that, use it, and I think that's the way that language grows. The song is talking about how you the G five five is too narrow, too crowded, too cramped in this in your private jet and you know, I'm show up into a the hotel, but I'm you know, my bag is a surplus duffel bag. Um the diamonds in the truck are just are on the sea, just seeing like all the, the lights as they flick on the stair and it's like, you know, that's the lux life. That's yeah. you know, that's the richest and it's all ours, right? So it's like it's like we we don't have to be aspirational to something that we can't have. The haves in this in this country have successfully work the system so they pretty much get all the money and then all the people who actually listen to music who actually you know who actually buy the music and listen to it they sit there and they sort of pretend and they live in the fantasy of wealth i'm saying that your 
you know, this is this is like trying to take the piss out of that that kind of pop music consumerism, you know? Yeah. Just like somebody as amazing as Beyonce talking about her Patek Philippe, like who fucking cares? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've, I've, uh, you have to not listen closely to the lyrics of those songs to be able to tolerate them. I have a 13 year old stepdaughter and we listen to it on the way to school in the morning. And I, I, I have to, I have to disengage my brain to even have the music on before I realize what she's actually listening to. Oh, I can't trust anybody with all this jewelry on my neck. It's just like, <laughs> bro. Anyway, so, but it's kind of like, but, but it is in conversation with that. And the other thing is like, songs like, uh, you know, we listen to, kids where there's like there's a rough one take kind of feel to that song i'm like i wanted Trop- I, I, I wanted um walk like kings to be as slick as i could make it and sort of beat those like beat that sort of like slick pop at its own game and it's kind of my way of judo flipping it so basically walk like kings is the judo flip on pop culture <laughs> in, uh, <yeah>. in summary <laughs> tell me where you've been where the summer go Stephen Jenkins on the phone on Full Album Fridays today. That was Walk Like Kings about Third Eye Blind's new record, Screamer. So uh, track six, we'll move on to Turn Me On. Turn Me On is kind of that. It's just being inspired by the heat of another human being. You know, the vulnerability and inspiration and chaos that that brings. I really like the uh, the, the part in the middle. Is I, fans kind of always want to hear me spit. They want to hear me just... There's a kind of like... I, I, I have a certain element of like hip-hop free association in writing lyrics sometimes. And, um, you know, when you listen to the middle section of this song, you kind of hear me just kind of letting go. I think Turn Me On probably has my favorite lyrics on the whole record because I'm, I'm like talking about these themes of claiming space, pace together, intertwine, shine a glimpse divine. We are stronger serpentine, um, meaning this in the sin of the, uh, the sin of the snake that like, 
um, drunk on wine like Bible time in that um, get me out of here my emotions in the stratosphere this, this is I'm not a sinner we are not we are not subject to your somebody else's imposed control mechanism moral code um, and there's a kind of freedom in that at least that's where I was that's where I was thinking when I was kind of in that lyrical flow section. I mean, again, that's why I love doing this show because I, unless we hear it straight from you, people are going to come up with their own interpretation and vision of a song, which is fine and cool. But um, I, I love, I love that you're able to shed a little light on what you were thinking when you were writing these lyrics so people can have a fresh perspective on it. Uh, I'm happy to do it, but, but I also want everybody listening to, to know that what matters about that song isn't what I think about it or what I think it's about. It's what your experience is. So when you listen to you, that's the value of a piece of art or music is how it kicks off the muse in your brain when you hear it. Yeah. So um, me talking about it, you know, just for fun. Blind's new record, Screamer, Stephen Jenkins, on the phone, talking us through the whole thing today. 
I, I did. It's a good time to ask you. I, I know in your live shows, you always really value the connection that you make with an audience. I mean, you have people put away their phones and that sort of thing. So on your record, are you also aiming to achieve that level of connection? And, and how do you do it, if so? Absolutely. What I want is for, I want that song to own you. There's a sensation that that you have when you, you put on a good record and you actually embrace it. And, you know, that can be in the car. That can be rolling down the street with your earbuds in. But where where you are fully inside the landscape of that song, that's the magic of a of a good song, and I'm I'm looking to try to make that happen. Interestingly, that's kind of more of a not exclusively, but it's more of a individual experience. Although I have you know great experience listening to fr- uh, records with friends, and like in, like in, you know enjoying that moment. Whereas live is really about that music makes you feel something, and you get together in groups as we've done for, you know, 10,000 years. And we listen to, we listen to music together and we feel things collectively and that collective sense of feeling rising up out of ourselves into one common feeling. It lets us know that we are not alone. That is a primal need of human beings. And I think that's what listening to music does when uh, listening to it together. Yeah. Well said, man. Well, that, that'll take us to track seven, Stephen. Tell us about Got So High. <laughs> it doesn't belong <laughs> on this record. Um, it shouldn't be on this album, but we put it on there anyway. It has nothing to do with the three, uh, uh, with the uh, themes of Screamer. It's just, it's really just messing around, man. <laughs> like, it's, it's funny. Um, I took that to Ryan Olson, and he's the one who just slowed it down as I'm singing Sugar. He's the one. He slowed it down and put these uh, these dopey uh, trumpets on the track. And I heard that and I was like, "Oh my god, it will never get played on the radio." But it's really, it really is funny. It makes me feel high when I listen to it. So <laughs> and I'm like we're doing it here. It is getting played on the radio. So there you go. I know <laughs> this is the first time I, it's ever been played on the radio. Um, so yeah, this is it. It's maiden voyage. Well, hopefully not Enjoy. the last. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Oh, hello, darling. Just working on my app. You know the one that helps you. Kickstart the synapses. Lately, I got some memory lapses. I follow around. Sky 
Third Eye Blind's new record, Screamer, on full album Fridays today. We've got a few tracks left, and Stephen Jenkins telling us all about them. So track eight, we'll move on to Who Am I? Who Am I? There's two versions of it on the record, and I think I like the acoustic version even better. That is the, maybe the only song on this record that I wrote in, a very, in the traditional way in which I write songs, which is sitting by myself on a bed with an acoustic guitar, you know, conjuring some emotional state. The only, that's the only one I did that on, on this record. And somehow, it always reminds, I, I see that song as being performed in a dreary kitchen late night, you know, underneath a, uh, you know, bulb with no lights on it. <laughs> like that. Is that the way you primarily used to write, but as times evolved and changed, it doesn't happen as much anymore? I'm sorry. I'm, I was just watching this guy walking across the street, holding up, like waving some weird flag. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> totally just freaked me out. Well, what's he protesting um, or cheering on? Um, he's, he's here protesting Nancy Pelosi. So he's waving his MAGA flag. And I just, I, I really want to like, I wish I could just pour something on his head. <laughs> is he below you? Do you have like a vat of oil or something? He's, he's below me in every way. <laughs> I set you, I set you up for way. that one. <laughs> so good. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, I think my question was, oh, yeah, you used to write. I was asking if, if acoustically on your bed is how you used to write almost everything and if it evolved into be uh, more the way it is today with the studio and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this was like, you know, I was actually on a, I was on a third trip uh, in Indonesia and I was just sitting there and just writing songs. Cool. And that one kind of came up. Yeah, it came together very quickly, really simple. It's the one song on the record that feels kind of like classic Third Eye Blind. Hey, so where are you right now where there's somebody protesting Nancy Pelosi? I guess I should have asked you this earlier. I'm in Greenville, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, I'm doing like a one-off gig, and then tomorrow we head to uh, ACL um, and do the uh, ACL Festival both weekends. So cool. it'll be a big week for us and dropping the record then. That's Who Am I from Third Eye Blind's new record, Screamer. There's also an acoustic version at the end of the album that you'll hear as well. But uh, now we're on to track nine, Light It Up. Light It Up 
is really the album closer. And I think it's the themes of it. Creamer starts in this like sense of the fight and light it up is really just in the aftermath of, you know, there's things we can lose. So this is kind of like, look, we blew it. This is us in ashes. It's also, I think, you know, even though I think we're in a really bad era right now, there's this, I feel this enormous, unstoppable light within us, uh, within like good hearted people and um, within the youth really. So it's kind of imagining this kind of post state. I think it's the most romantic song on the record. And it's really what I see as kind of the end of the record. Listen to this and pretend it's over, you know, <laughs> and definitely like wave, take your teddy bear out people um, and wave your teddy bear in the air. This is the one song that Billy Corgan actually um, contributed to in the, um, in the, in the chorus. Cause he listened to it and he was like, God, it's, it's bigger than this chorus is letting it be. It needs one more part. Huh. And he sang that and let it burn. Put that chord in there, and it really like it really lifted the song. So so cool. I, so I think when you hear, you can hear a little. Uh, you can definitely hear a little Billy Corgan in this track. Is this the only song? And forgive me for not knowing this, but is this the only song in history in which you're both singing on? No, he's not singing on the song. Um, he was. Uh, we were never in the studio together. We we're just uh, you know just playing acoustic guitar. I see. He, yeah, but he played the chord and and kind of kind of sang that little melody and that melody I don't know why but it just sounds like him when he sings it sounds like him when I sing it I we see. do not sound the same like the sound of thousands running we didn't have time to be terrified and all the soldiers eyes they're looking right through us that's the day when something in us died Death comes to you Soft and wet and see-through And you never knew The moment that she died Your eyes cream like a beacon fire I'm gritting while by your side And the face of death looks just like being satisfied Where we meet again Here we are between a laugh now and a cry Piercing clear and piercing true All the time is done to you I hope you find something you remember So light You are the magic in the ashes Strike the matches, light it up Shut down 36,000 feet above the ground. Done a thousand laps around the world now, but I never stopped to see it. No, I never looked around. The kiss of death comes to you, soft and wet and see through, and you never knew the moment that you died.
All right. Well, even though that was kind of the end of the record as Stephen intended it, we've got two tracks left. So uh, that will move us through Screamer, Third Eye Blind's new album. So is this uh, two times tigers, two X tigers? How do I say this? <clears throat> so it's from a line I'm selling twice as many tigers, but I just wrote two X tigers. So I call it two X tigers. Okay. Yeah. That's like the oldest track on the record. And it's also um, was recorded in about... It was written and recorded in about 25 minutes. I was in a recording studio, and it was during the Women's March, and we were in somewhere in the Caribbean in a recording studio, and I was with Brian Finnell of Barcelona. Um, We were messing around uh, with ideas, and nothing was kind of working with the band, and I'm like, you know, this isn't like nothing's really going. And he said, so what are you into right now? And I said, like he said, musically, and I go, I don't know, I'm kind of into trap music, and we cracked up. So he's like, what, like Migos? I'm like, sure. (laughs) Fat and Bougie is amazing. So we kind of cooked up this trap beat, and I said, I'll just just go handheld on the mic. It just spins around in a four-bar loop. I just start singing things as they come to mind. So every, and then what we did was, was like, this just kind of worked. So I didn't re-sing anything. We just took, and I, I did that for like 25, 30 minutes. I took that and just took down, like, got rid of the chaff and took the, uh, the you know, the three best minutes of me riffing, I mean, spitting, as they say, turned it into the track. Wow. So, like, there's a couple things that I say where I'm like, I said, uh, don't think, tick, tick, I'm a time bomb. I'm exploding right now. You've got the time wrong. And after that, I was so, I was so, th- I was so pleased with myself, <laughs> you know, for coming up with this that I go, woo! <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> Um, so none so, uh, none of it was yeah. planned in advance. None of it. So, but I was so happy that I did that. I claimed it. Yeah, right. And we just we kept the claim. I don't even really think hilarious. Migos could have pulled that off. By the way, who knows? Who knows? Um, <laughs> I'm always uh, excited for you know a good battle. There's no way to give up.
two X Tigers. That uh, is the penultimate track, in a way, of uh, Screamer, the new record from Third Eye Blind. Stephen Jenkins, tell us about Take a Side, which is the last track before oh, the acoustic I, version. Can we just talk one more? Can I just say one more thing about about Two X Tigers? Yeah. So I heard this like horn track at the end, and I've always wanted to um, do more with horns. I just love I love horns. So that's where we got that um, we got that baritone sax. So those horn parts you hear, those are all real. Those guys are all in there, like doing their doing their thing. And I just like that's probably like my favorite sound on that record. Besides the guitars on Screamer, it's like the uh, the horns on Two X Tiger. So I hope people enjoy listening to that. Sorry, Hang on. what's our last track here? Uh, oh yeah, I don't remember. Uh, oh yeah, Take a Side. Oh yeah, uh, Take a Side. <laughs> So again, Take a Side was also uh, a song that was like, we had done a session, Colin and I, in, um, uh, in actually in Encinitas. A lot of this record was written in North County, um, in Lucadia, cool. right on uh, right, Yeah, right down the yeah. street from us, actually. Yeah, yeah, down the street from you guys. So we were, we were I wrote most of Screamer on Neptune Street, you know, going to uh, Panikins and Coffee Coffee. And um, what's that movie theater in Encinitas? It's so dope. Um, I went to a movie here that, that I don't know. Super, anyway, I really love North County. It's great to be able to surf and write. We had done a writing session basically that day, and we were like quitting for the day, and we're going to like go out to a pub and get a drink. He picked up a guitar, and he started playing that riff. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I sat down. I turned my phone recorder on. And again, I just started like kind of riffing. That's why it takes so long to get going in the track. And that was another one that wrote very quickly. And it really didn't change much from the beginning of uh, just writing it in, a, you know, on the beach in, in uh, North County, San Diego. I think it might be the La Paloma Theater. Is that the one? Yeah, the La Paloma. Cool. What a great theater. Good place to see, like, punk rock surf movies. Well, dude, next time you're around these parts, uh, it's only only a 30-minute drive from North County to our studio. We would love to have you pay us a visit to our little non-profit, non-com operation. Invitation accepted. Thank you, Stephen. I'm grateful. You gotta take a side. Your silence is torment, and you're the tormentor. What are you doing here? Sometimes you gotta interfere, and that's the way it goes. Sometimes it's best to get a bloody nose Buck up against your fear and throw them out of here Throw your body on the gears of the machine Better to get dirty than to be unclean Press me down, then I pressurize, then I rise up Like diamonds Rise up all your diamonds Ooh. 
tummy It is time to go And the signs tell me in stereo That you and I, we're wasted Cohabitating now that we're through Still I'm waiting for the feeling I'm living Without you I think I think that does it. I think we journeyed through the whole the whole thing. It's been quite a journey. Thank you for having me on the journey, and uh, I think it's great that you guys do this, and and uh, that um, you are like this stalwart waving that black flag of uh, independent alternative radio. Yeah, we try, we try. Somebody has to do it these days. Stephen Jenkins, I, I heart blind. you. Thank you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Okay, uh, we'll talk to you soon, bud. And thanks for joining us for Full Album Fridays. Journeying through a new record from an artist's perspective. More at kx935.com. KX93.5! As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.